Hey everyone, Christina Schutz here with Full Offense, where we're gonna talk about shit that needs to be said. You name it, we'll probably talk about it. Everything from mindset, business, dating, money, relationships, nothing's really off the table here. No one wants to say it, so I'm gonna say it. Join me for Full Offense, where we can chat about everything that life tosses at us and how the heck we're gonna get through it. Hey everyone, it's Christina back with this week's episode of Full Offense for part two with Jeremy about financial literacy. Welcome back, Jeremy. Yeah, I appreciate you having me back. Well, I mean, I, I should just have like a regular chair, so pretty you sure. You know, you I'm, would have a regular chair, but we've already had that conversation. I'm the highest rated guest on the show. No offense, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're acting like there's been all these guests. It's like you and Emily, but... There's a, there's a new one coming. We'll see how that episode does. Um, but yeah, so Jeremy and I were still talking about financial literacy. So if you caught our last episode, if you haven't go back, it'll probably make a little bit more sense, but we were chatting about, you know, just the environment that we grew up about money and what we knew about money and how to be, you know, really smart with it at the end of the day and grow up, grew up in like very different world. Um, and by no means are we not humble where we're at or feel like we're balling out of control because we're not. And every day we're constantly trying to strategically make more money. Yeah, I was like putting, uh, we, all, we were just talking today about, you know, if you want to flex on somebody, the ultimate goal for both of us <laughs> seems to be getting somebody who will clean our house once a week. Like that's, <laughs> yes. that's our ultimate goal. That's how we know we've made it more. I'm definitely not there. I'm like, I'm like, if somebody cleans it once a year. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't ever have anyone clean my house. Yes. Like I can't wait for the money to have someone clean my house every week. Um, yeah. And you know, Laundry someone the other great. day, Oh, sorry. Someone the other day just said like they were out of touch because of that. And I thought, you know what? That's bullshit. That just means that I value my own time and I value other people's time. And I'm willing to pay someone to clean my bathroom. Wait, they said if they had a house cleaner, they'd be out of touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, nothing happens in my house that I'm like, oh man, like, thank goodness I cleaned the toilet because it makes me connect with people. Like, like you're, like, you're too good for people. If you have a cleaner, nah, man, fuck that. I need someone. To I've, clean <laughs> I've already been through that for like 36 years. I'm like, I'm ready <laughs> not to do that. You were cleaning as a one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's like, get in there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby Jeremy rolling around trying to clean a bathtub. <laughs> that just reminds me of a, I, I heard a story about a celebrity who was like, Hey, what, what's a gallon of milk? Like $20. And people just stared at him. And he's like, is that, is that too low? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Like that's out of touch. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess if I get to that point, I still wouldn't care. I'd be like, cool. I wouldn't care either. <laughs> I mean, hello. I just ordered my groceries earlier and have them delivered to me in like an hour. So maybe, maybe we're out, you know, doing some things, but nonetheless, like let's get into it. So you know, back to financial literacy, I just think it's so crazy how many people just don't even know like how to better themselves. And I think the most simplest thing, believe it or not, is making a budget, you know, really understanding what bills you have and then deep dive into like, where do you actually spend your money? Because I think most of us who are paycheck to paycheck and feel like we've kind of got to rob Peter to pay Paul Oftentimes, if we wrote down everything we spend, I think we'd be shocked how much money we waste. Yeah. I, I mean, my thing is, I don't even know if a budget is necessarily 
like what you need to do. And in my view, really? it's, yeah, in my view, it's actually tracking like what you're saying, tracking mm. what you're spending, because I've made several budgets and yeah, it's helped a little bit here or there, but it's like, it's really hard to follow a budget because so many things happen outside of that budget. And then you just feel like you're never following your budget. But yeah. I do feel like if you track your spending and you go, okay, like I spend, you know, $17 a day, you know, at Starbucks and eating out and like getting something, then, you know, you start to kind of figure out, okay, like I'm spending the bulk of my, you know, disposable income on food. Like, and then I'm complaining about not being able to do other things. So maybe I'd need to tweak that. That's fair. Yeah. I guess for me, I think about a budget more encompassing, like all encompassing in the sense of like, I need to know like what bills I have. I think sometimes people forget about or pretend that they forgot about bills. And that's what lands them like in collections and so forth, because they're like, oh shoot, I thought I paid that $25 credit card bill, bare minimum. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with the tracking part, but I think you got to know like, okay, if you make $3,000 a month and your bills are 3,600, that's not good. You know, the crazy part is somebody's listening to this in like $3,000 a month. Damn. I just want to get there. And I'm like, it, it, it sucks yeah. that we live in an environment where that's the case. Cause there are a lot of people out there like that. Absolutely. Um, but I, I want you guys to realize, like, as you're listening to this, we're going to throw out numbers and some of it isn't going to be like relative, but we're just trying to make sure like you have some kind of numbers to work off of. And it's not necessarily like, hey, this is where you should be or how your life should be or the average even. It's just you got to have some numbers to kind of work off of. So as we go through this episode, don't feel like you got to stack up to anything that we're saying. Like a lot of this is just randomly pulled out of the air. Yeah, for sure. Like. 3000 was literally just a number that came to my head. Um, and, and I think too, like, okay. So like if you're struggling and you make set amount of money and your bills are another amount and you're like, I don't have a lot of disposable income. I'm struggling saving. I'm, I'm always paycheck to paycheck. That is a huge percentage of this population. And it took me literally until 30, three, 34. So what a year and a half ago to realize, like, I don't want to fucking live like that anymore. And I have to figure this out. Hence a new career path. And I wonder for folks, like someone told me the other day, like, Oh, I wish. And I said a certain amount. And then I said, you don't have to wish like you can get there. And I think people just think they're kind of stuck where they're at. And I think if you guys get anything from this podcast, it's like, you're not. And what can you do to, to level up? Yeah. One of the best pieces of advice I got early on and like working was from my dad. And it's because I job hopped all the time when I was in high school. And he told me, he's like, I don't care if you job hop. He's like, but just make sure that you secure a new job before you leave the job that you have. Yeah. And I've taken that into my professional career and I, I don't, you know, job hop now, but I do go, okay, like, is this where I really want to be? And if the answer is no, then I start to look for something else. I mean, you know, I, I worked at Target for a few years and I made pretty good money, but I felt like I could make more money. And before that I worked at GameStop and I graduated from college and I was an assistant manager and I was like, Hey, I'm making, I, I forget what it was at the time. I think it was like 10 bucks an hour at the time. And I was like, Hey, I just graduated college. I have my degree. Can I make $13 an hour? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I think maybe I should move on. And that's how I got the target job. So I went from, 
you know, like $17,000, $18,000 a year based on my assistant manager to like 40 something at Target. Um, and then I parlayed that into like a store manager job. So don't think that the situation you're in and what you're getting paid, even if your educational background is different than mine, limits you to like what your future earning potential is because you can look, there is no harm in looking and there's no harm in applying. And I think that's where we kind of get hung up is like, I don't think I qualify for that job or I don't think I'm smart enough or I don't think I'm good enough or my background's not there. And I say like F it, like go after it, try to apply for stuff, try to move up. Like if you aren't happy with what you're making. And I think that's like number one thing out of this whole podcast is like, that is probably the easiest thing that you can like really focus on and change is because it all it takes is you writing a resume and submitting it and interviewing and either you get it or you don't and if you don't get it as long as you've kept your job like you're okay you're fine you're not yeah you're not in a worse spot so why not attempt to better yourself if your job isn't paying you what you think you're worth yeah i think people just get so defeated too early on I think people get way too comfortable too early on, but I do like kind of going back to what worked for us. Like what worked for me was, was not so much a budget, but like I knew where my money needed to go and I knew exactly when those bills were due and what the minimum was versus like what I hoped I could do. And don't get me wrong, you know, like I learned well how to like move things around and finagle and, and so forth, but it doesn't have to stay like that forever. And, you know, when you don't have the money and you have the credit card and you want to go shopping, like it's so easy to put it all on that and then just be like, well, I'll pay the minimum and here's $25, but like, it is just going to rack up and rack up. And you're just going to find yourself in six months to a year, just with all this debt that's not needed. And we're in a society where we're like keeping up with the Joneses and we think that that's what we need to do. And maybe you don't go out or you don't do whatever and you save some fucking money and you get to where you want to go. I think that's the hardest part for all of us. I think you can still, I think people think a budget means you can't live your life. You can still live your life. You can just choose to do certain things. You don't have to do everything. Like, yeah. That, that once you get to the point where like money is great, yeah, do everything you want. Go on trips, do your thing, have Starbucks every single day if that's what you really want to do with your money. But people, I think as they start to move into a good situation financially, like there's like the middle of the road where you start to go, okay, like here's how much my ice chai costs every single morning. Can I just hmm. make it at home? Like that's, I literally went through that. I'm still, <laughs> I still don't go out and buy it anymore. I just make it at home. Um, because it saves me, I, I think it was like 75 bucks a month. It's a lot of money. Out. Yeah. Um, can I afford to go and buy it every single day? Yeah, I, I really could. I, I'm not going to say I can't, but I think you hit a point in financial literacy where you think about those things. Like the other day we were at Costco. I love chicken wings. Like I'm, <laughs> I love them. Christina knows how much I love them. <laughs> I will go to Wingstop all the time. Buffalo Wild Wings. It doesn't matter. They could be terrible wings. I'll still get eating. Buffalo Wild but Wings is not that good. <laughs> we went to Costco and there was like, you know, a huge pack of pre-made wings for like 19 bucks. And I made six meals out of it. That's literally like two meals if I go out. If that. Yeah, if that. Are you kidding and me? And so it's just 
tweaking stuff here and there and like it doesn't have to be drastic or dramatic or like this any like I'm starving to death type of thing it just needs to be a conscious decision where you go can I afford to do this or is there a better option right but that's such a big mind shift mindset shift for for people because like I think this is where you and I like butt heads a little bit about this is abundance and scarcity because like you are already in that mindset but for us for others who like struggled and still are like I don't have the money we don't it's hard to see it that way you want the experience of getting to have wing stop because it feels like you never can get it but literally once I shifted my mindset to what you view like your Costco experience I've gotten more money like money is always there and it's it's this crazy thing and it's so hard to explain when you're not at in it and trying but like for me it was like okay on payday like we would go and we would go to target or we go out to dinner because like you finally have some money but then you don't realize like you just blew it all and you could have like done something different and had money your entire payday or you know in between and it's it's hard people don't people don't know that and if you didn't grow up understanding that and always seeing the struggle like when we ever got money it was like blow it because it's going to disappear And that's not the truth. And I think that's the number one thing that people have to realize is like, you can strategically have money and still live. Like you said. Yeah. It's a weird mindset shift. And I I don't know how to explain it. I, I wish I knew like what triggered it for me or like how, I think it's because I have like instant regret when I buy things that Mm. rather than having instant regret I'm like let me just not buy it (laughs) and do something else and I feel better about my decisions but yeah I mean it would be great to figure out like what you could do because it's it's one of those habit things it's one of those things where you have to make a conscious decision to think about what it is that you're doing or about to do and if this is going to affect you negatively if it's even necessary and if it is necessary is there some other way that you can do it Yeah. I have like two questions for you, but one thing I saw the other day on, you know, Instagram or some shit was a quote by Jay-Z and it said, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. And that honestly kind of pissed me off because I'm like, that's not always true. However, if it's something like a dinner or going out or whatever, and you, you're literally have to look at your money. Like, can I do this? Then I think that's where you got to dig a little bit deeper and see what that means for you to say, like, you can't buy anything. If you can't buy it twice, well, I can't afford my car twice, but I can afford my car once. Like, I think it's a little extreme. He's not like a fucking billionaire probably. So calm down Jay. But I do think that there's some, some truth to it. But my question for you, Jeremy is, so what if you're a person who, you know, is trying to, to move their finances into a direction of more freedom and have a ton of credit card debt? Like what is like, what's your thing that you would tell somebody to go do? Yeah, I would say, first of all, you need to know your percentages on your cards. Like that's, that's the biggest piece. What does that every even card mean? Is, so every card has a different interest rate. So if you carry over balance from one month to the next, you're looking at different interest rates that you're paying on that balance. So Let's just for easy math. I always like to say for easy math, uh, you, you got a hundred dollars. You're carrying over a hundred dollars and your interest rate is 17 bucks or 17%. So it's going to be 17 bucks. If you have another card that has say a 27, which is not unheard of interest rate, 
your priority would be to pay down the card with the biggest interest rate first. You'll see the best savings over the long run by paying that card down first. And then what you do from there is called the snowball effect. So it doesn't mean you stop paying on the other cards. It means maybe you lower the payment to the minimum payments on the other cards. You pay aggressively on the card that has the biggest uh, interest rate. Uh, and then you try to pay that down. My second thing would be to try to negotiate. Like we talked about this a little bit in the other you know, podcast, but call your credit card company. Tell them, hey, I'm going to make you know, a large payment. I'll pay half of it right now or a third of it right now. I just need to lower my rate so that I can get it paid off. And sometimes they'll work with you. Sometimes they won't. They want right. their money at the end of the day. So chances are they're going to work with you. But know what your interest rates are. Even some of these ones, like the retailers, like I don't, I don't, Sephora or who else <laughs> like has, I don't know who has a card. Every, everybody has a card. <laughs> Literally, I, I'm sure everybody has a card because they make the a crazy part. Yeah. I mean, like they, they cost money. Like you'll spend stuff there and the interest rates are crazy. And those cards are meant to be paid off every single month. Like, yes. I am a firm believer once you get to this point, and a lot of people are far away from this point, but your credit card should be to like get you rewards. That's it. Like if you can't pay off your credit card in full at the end of the month, you shouldn't put it on a credit card flat out. Yeah. It's just going to get you into trouble. Yeah. I have three credit cards. And the only reason I have three is because I have two business credit cards. <laughs> so I have one personal credit card. And it's American Express, and it's only accepted at like 70% of places. <laughs> so, <laughs> you never get to use it anyway, yeah. so who cares? <laughs> it helps me out from not spending stuff. But yeah, yeah it's uh, credit cards are like a messy situation. And I would say get out of that situation as soon as possible. Don't close them. I'll talk about that, I guess, later. But don't close them. But get out of it. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, I think we're quick to like, Oh, 200 bucks. I want to shop here. $300. I want to shop here. And again, I think that's a little bit of society, but really what it comes down to is the lack of knowledge. You know, I heard in high school and early in my college days, like don't get a credit card. It's bad. And then before you knew it, I had credit cards. I think also be really smart about like who is in your life and shares finances with you and things like that. Like everything can snowball so fast and it can snowball in the wrong direction. And I think for us, the reason financial literacy comes up so much is because we're constantly trying to think about passive income and where we can get another stream of income and how we can get to this, you know, financial freedom spot. And it's not, yes, I want a fucking house cleaner. It's not just about that for me. It's about the fact that like, I need to feel okay. And I don't want to have to stress about it. And I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, and, and I didn't have that, you know, my mom was a single mom and she doesn't get to, you know, she had to forcefully retire, but like, she doesn't have the means to comfortably retire. And that stresses me out, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? I don't want to work till I'm 80. Um, so at some point you just kind of got to start to think about those things. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta figure out your why. I mean, we talk about it in business all the time, but like your why just means a lot. It's, it's the reason why you do anything in life. Like everybody's like, what's the meaning of life? And really kind of at the end of the day, the only really thing we can think of is the why. Like I do it for my family or I do it for my friends or I do it because I want to travel the world or whatever it might be. Whatever your goal is, like most likely it's going to take money. And so if you know, the sooner you know what that end goal is, like if you want to travel and be retired, like how do you get there? How do you make that work? 
I love right. to travel. Like I'm always thinking about when's my next trip, when, when I can get <laughs> away from the norm. And so like, that's what I like to spend my money on is like doing stuff and, and going places and just getting away. But I have to be smart about it. Like, yeah. what does that mean? You can't be wanting to get away and racking up a ton of debt and then coming back to it because the thing is, is it's not going to leave you. You know, if you're looking at your credit score and you're seeing it not move or whatever that means for you, like at some point, like your goal has got to be bigger than your want to go have a good time for one night or to buy a new outfit or whatever the hell it means, you know? And, and you know what there, we know, like there are so many people out there, like bless their hearts, like struggling to put food on the table and, and rent and all of those things. But it's like, at what point can you adjust to hopefully get to a better place? And, and I truly believe like it, it's a little bit from where you're, it's your environment. And I, I do believe that, but you've got to be the one to break the norm. Yeah. I, I think honestly, if I'm, I'm being hundred percent, I think this episode really isn't for those people who are like, I'm just barely trying to make it by Like I got to survive from one day to the next. These are for those people who are like, I can't get anywhere. Like yeah. I'm just flat. Like I'm Treading living water. life. I'm okay. You know, I'm not in a desperate situation, but like, I don't save anything. I got credit card debt. Like this is more for that. But you'd be shocked, like how many things can fall into place. Like I, I forget what quote I heard, but I heard something about you can do, you know, you can move mountains with the 800 credit score. Uh, and yeah, it's like when you have a great credit score, there's so many things you get loans, car loans are lower, credit cards are better. Like there's so many things out there for you if you can improve it. And yeah. it all starts with like something small, paying off one credit card can boost your credit score significantly. And so I think we look at it as like this, you know, mysterious thing, like, oh, it's a credit, like, because I went and <laughs> shopped here, like it went down or it went up. And I'm like, no, it's because it's you're very specific rules. Yeah, very specific rules. But also people look at it like the, it's like an evil and money feels like that, but it necessarily doesn't have to be. It can be, a, it's a tool, it's, it's leverage. Um, and it can be that for any aspect in your life. And it's just a matter of like figuring that out and how to leverage it and use it for your benefit. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about, you know, calling a credit card company, trying to lower the interest rates, paying stuff off. And I said, hey, like, don't close out your cards. And the reason is, is that what they do is they track you to or you utilage usage. <laughs> they track <laughs> usage. I was like, what word am I trying to say? Uh, a credit card usage. So yeah. they look at how much total credit card, basically capacity that you have. So if you have a thousand dollars on one card and a thousand dollars on another card, you have two thousand dollars that you can spend. And then what they do is they say, okay, you're utilizing. If you spend a thousand dollars, fifty percent of your total credit capacity. So that lowers your credit score. If you can up your credit limit or pay down the balance, both are great things. Your credit score is going to go up. So that's why I'm like, I like having credit cards. They aren't a bad thing and you need them to have a better credit score. But you have to be really careful about if you max out this card and you go get another card, you're just bringing your credit down even further. Right. If you keep getting a new one because your credit score was at a good spot and then you're maxing them all out, it's doing you a huge disservice. I think too, you know, when you're looking at your financials and trying to figure out like, how do you kind of move up to the next step? 
you know, it's like what Jeremy said, it's kind of cleaning up those credit card with the high interest rates first. Um, and as your credit score moves up, then it's getting a better credit card that can give you rewards and bonuses like that and closing out those super high interest rates because they're, they're not that awesome for you. And then you got to figure out what actual debt you have. You know, if there's stuff in collections, like you're going to want to start to get rid of that. And that's where you guys really need to make phone calls and negotiate. Like my ex and I had a credit card. I took it because I was like, I'm going to pay it off. And I negotiated it down probably like 60 plus percent because I was willing to come to the table and say, Hey, I have this amount of money. Can we make this work? And so I think we're scared to ask, you know, money is such a shitty topic in this country. Like no one wants to say it. No one wants to bring it up. No one wants to admit that they want more of it. And you got to negotiate. You've got to do what's right for you. And, and that could mean significantly saving you a lot of money. My favorite line from a movie is from Boiler Room and Ben Affleck. Yeah, Boiler Room. It's like I don't think I've ever movie. seen that. If you haven't seen it, it's about like these stockbrokers who sell penny stocks. It's basically like Wolf on Wall Street before Wolf on Wall Street. Oh, okay. But Vin Diesel's in it. He has hair. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But Ben Affleck, he's talking to his whole group and he's like, hey, whoever says money is the root of all evil doesn't have any. And that yeah. like hit me deep. And it's I was fucking like, true and it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, dang, like, but it, it's so true. Like you hear all these people are like, man, I would love to help people. I would love to save the rainforest. I would love to travel. And yeah. I forget who said it best, but they said, you can't do any of that shit if you don't have money. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you know, make some money first, then go help some people. But yeah. what do you feel about, this is a little bit of a segue, but what do you feel about those who get mad at like Jeff, what's his name? Bozes? Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Whatever Bezos. his name is. Amazon dude Amazon. <laughs> who has like billions of dollars. And like, if he just gave away some of his money, he could save all the pop poverty, this, that, and the other. Like, yeah, but is that his know. responsibility? Until I get a billion dollars, I don't know what a billion dollars is going to feel like. Like right now that seems like unfathomable, but that is unfathomable. Like, I can tell you that like I have more money than some people have and they probably look at what I have and they're like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> like, how are you even worried about stuff? And I calculate stuff all the time. I'm like, am I going to be seriously able to all the time? Like, let's do the math. Let's check it out. Like how much does this cost? <laughs> we do anything but in business. Jeremy asked me on <laughs> 75 numbers to make sure. And I'm like, I think the first answer was what we needed. But I was like, um, I have friends that make more than me. Like, I just, I, I think we spend too much time figuring out like what somebody else has and what we don't have and what we would do in their shoes. And I'm like, I think that's the problem that we have today is that we focus too much on everybody else because social media makes it look like everybody's just fucking successful and we're doing yeah. great and nothing's wrong. We're constantly uh, comparing ourselves to the next person and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, even when we were talking about pictures, we were talking about, we won't post certain pictures and you and I are like, I'll post all my pictures because I want a true representation. Like social media is for me. When I look back, right. you know, I want to see like an actual representation of my life. And that's the same with my finances. Like I need to be honest about my finances and what I'm looking at. And sometimes it's ugly. Like, <laughs> you, you know, in early 2020, like shit was not looking really yeah. great for me. Like I had a building burned down. Uh, I was like suing somebody. It was a like, mess. Yeah, it, it looked bad. And it, I was like in a spiral because of it. But 
I took some time and tried to work some numbers out to figure out how I can get out of that. And I think the best advice that I can give somebody who's like, well, how do I do any of the stuff that they're talking about is start small, put, open up a second account, open a, go to ally.com and stop trying to plug them. What is with this lately? (laughs) That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I was like, don't go to Wells Fargo. I'm baked with Wells Fargo. They suck. I hate Sorry, it. we're probably not getting sponsorship now, but yeah, whatever. But like go to any online bank, open it up, put money in it and forget about it. 20 bucks, 20 bucks yep. every single paycheck. Do a direct deposit if you get that. Don't even think about it. Don't even think that you can access it. And sooner or later, like you're going to have money building up and you're going to realize that wasn't that bad. Let me put 40 bucks in there. Yeah. Let me put a hundred dollars in there. I, th- I think one of the saddest facts that I've ever read is that like 60% of Americans don't have $500 in savings. Oh my God. I didn't for the longest time. Yeah. And I'm I just mean, like, honestly, like a hundred million percent, like until what three years ago, I felt like I never had over a couple hundred dollars in savings and that got lucky. And I think that's what woke me up is something dramatic happened in my life and I needed to fall back on some money and somehow, some way that money manifests itself into my account, but I never had it before. And that day that I realized I was like, I can't be in this position again. And that's what was my, my shift for me. Like I couldn't live like that anymore. And now like there's money in my savings account that like, I haven't looked at or touched in, in a year and a half. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. It's, it's awesome feeling. And I mean, you know, you see all these like memes out there where they're like, you know, I have $10,000 in my bank account. Somebody asked me to go out and I'm like, sorry, I can't, I'm broke. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) When it gets below a certain level, I'm like, nope. And people are like, I know you have money. And I'm like, but I don't fucking want to spend it like that. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, put it somewhere where you can't see. Cause I'm like, Wells Fargo combines all of my bank accounts. I can see everything. So it feels like I have a certain amount, but really I don't really like, I, I don't. And I feel really uncomfortable sometimes with like where I'm at and what I have. And, you know, I, I think people look at situations like you and I, where we start a business or I have a rental property or we do some other stuff or we travel and they go, oh my gosh, like they're crushing it. And sometimes we're just as bad as what we're talking about. Like sometimes oh. we spend money and we're just like, why did I do that? We why spend did I a lot of money sometimes. <laughs> and it's just all relative. And so I, I don't want people to think that I'm perfect by any means because I'm not. What I do know is like what helps my credit score, things that have worked for me in the past. And I think just taking some kind of action, like if you get one thing out of this, like just do something, do something, put a jar on your table, put money in it. Every time I had change, I would put my change like from buying something. I put my dollars in my glove compartment are in my center console and I'd put a change in the jar and then every now and then I'd surprise myself and be like oh my gosh I got like 60 bucks in my center console and I got you know another 40 bucks in a change jar yeah um it adds up and you know it matters yeah for those who use cash I mean we already know I I don't have any change anywhere near me uh, we couldn't even pay for parking. So see, we're all not great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's a true story. That is a true story. We go to lunch, we pull up at a parking meter (laughs) and I'm in Christina's car and I'm like, all right, like, let's get out. We'll pay. And she's like, they don't take cards. And I'm like, no, it it takes fucking coins. I was like, just give me like a nickel or something. She looks at me dead face and she goes, I don't have a single cent in my car. 
And I was like, no, I've never met anybody. So I looked through everywhere. She doesn't. She doesn't have a I single don't. penny in her car. She looks at me and goes, fuck it. We might get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, guys, we didn't get a ticket. But but I mean, that works for me, though. But like, I literally sometimes I used to keep like a few quarters, but like there was nothing in my car or my wallet or my purse. Jeremy's a dude. I don't think dudes carry change anyway. But um but I, I, that works for me. So like, there's people in my life who only ever use cash and I've always seen them have issues. Okay. Like I've never seen that work out for them. So I grew up and realized I didn't want that. I only really ever have my card because I feel like I'm controlling it more. When I go to the ATM and I take out a bunch of cash, it almost feels like that money came out of nowhere. And I just like start blowing it. So that doesn't work for me. Like cash is like a no go. Whereas I hear other people only take cash, put it in envelopes. And like, that's all they spend on this or that the other. No, like I'll go to the ATM and take out all the money and just blow it and not even realize like that came from somewhere, idiot. So yeah, I never have changed because I never have cash. Like that thing going around on TikTok where that girl pays for her dinner cash and she's like, I got it for free. And I yes, was like, that's my yeah. ass. I'm like, it didn't even cost. And they're like, uh, yeah, it did. And I'm like, yeah, so I don't have cash. And you know, that's, that's what works for me. Everybody's different. I think like you said, there's a couple, you know, good takeaways. I think, yes, like take some action. And if you're saving for something, if you're working on a goal, like you want to buy a house, buy a new car, go on vacation, um, you know, whatever, buy a new outfit, like shoes. I don't care. Like the other day I really wanted some new shoes. And I even told myself like, no, like you don't need this right now. And I took that money and I put it somewhere else. Um, Jeremy's laughing because <laughs> she's always like, just buy some shoes, just buy some shoes. And I was <laughs> exactly. like, no, I don't want to. She's like, just, these are only 140. I was like, what? Okay. Let's, let's back up a little bit. There is times <laughs> where like, I struggle with people who just won't buy something when I know that it doesn't affect them and that they can't afford it. And there's nothing there. Now it's because Jeremy and I live with like this guilt of buying stuff because like, that's how we operate <clears throat> where I don't operate that way. is like, I'll buy, I'll go buy Jeremy a pair of hundred $140 pairs of shoes and be like, here's a gift. I'm so excited for you. And I'll never care. But if I bought them for myself, like, I'm like, Oh my God, you're ridiculous. You didn't need By them. the way, I, I haven't received these $140 pair of shoes. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, wait, did I miss something? I'm like, I, you know, I haven't received my flask bracelet either. Oh my gosh, not on this again. So I ordered it from Alibaba. We'll be here in about seven months. So. <laughs> Whatever. It's going to turn my whole body green. Um, but yeah, so I think there's that guilt, but that's because we're constantly looking at our finances and trying to figure out how to level up, you know, and I don't, like you said, you're not perfect. I sure and shit. I'm not perfect. I still have a ton of debt. I still have so much student loan debt. I'm over here. Like, please Lord president, whoever the fuck it is now, like take it away. Um, it's never going to happen. And I just keep paying it, but it sucks. And so when I do get an extra chunk or something, I immediately try to put it towards something. So stimulus one blew it, had some fun with it. Stimulus two, nope, paid down a ton of debt and closed out some things and cleaned some stuff up. So, you know, it's, it's those options. How can you live a little bit and enjoy life? But are you getting to the goal that you want to get? And you might not be. And so that's where you have to adjust and take action because look around you. Like right now, is this where you want to be sitting in six months or a year in this yeah. position and this financial status, whatever that looks like for you. Like, I just challenge you to think about that and, and take one step 
in the next week to kind of further that goal? I, I think for people out there who have kids, like you, know, you just made me think of something is the, the tax refund or tax credit for kids starts, I think next month, this month, um, July, is it this month? I think and so I'm like, this is unexpected money for anybody who has a kid, like take this and put it somewhere. Like, don't think of you as like getting this money, like put it somewhere. Don't think about it. This is an awesome opportunity to take something that you didn't expect and like put it somewhere that's going to help you out. And I can tell you that like looking at interest rates and things like that, like you'll start to get that knowledge because you'll, you'll save some money and you'll go, okay, like I'm only getting this interest rate here. Can I get a better interest rate or what's a better investment? Or can I invest in a blue chick, blue chick, blue chip stock? What the hell's a blue chip stock? Um, a blue chip stock is like something that's never really going to go down. So like a Walmart, oh, um, something like that, like something that isn't volatile. Right. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll learn about all these different things because you want to know what the best vehicle for your money is. And that's what happened for me. Like I got to a point a few years ago where I was like, okay, like, what do I do? What makes sense? And then I got into rental properties because I was like, oh, this makes a ton of sense. Um, and I think it wasn't because I was like, oh, like I want to be this rental property mogul and, you know, just crush it that way. I was because I was like, hey, like I get a great return on a rental property where I can't find anywhere else. Like if you show me another vehicle and you say, hey, Jeremy, you're going to get even more than you would get in rental properties. I'll probably like sell my houses today and go jump into that. Right. It, it doesn't matter what the vehicle is. I just want to use it to get to what I want to do down the road. And I think people look at those vehicles and they say, okay, like I have to do it this way. I have to do it that way. And really you're just using whatever it is that you're putting your money into and making it work for you to get you to where you really want to be. I don't want to own a thousand homes and do that every single day. I want to make enough money so that I can spend time with my family and relax and go travel and maybe go to Vegas every quarter (laughs) or every month. Who knows? <laughs> or every month. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Something like that. Something, you know, just a private jet in and out every weekend. But no, I think I think there's so much truth there. So I mean, really, I feel like we've dropped some nuggets. We hope it's helpful. It is in no means to be like you're not doing enough. It's really to just challenge your thought process. But you on aren't like, doing enough. Exactly. <laughs> to challenge your thought process on like what can you do more of and better of? Because that's that's what's gonna help you get to your next space. Like what, what, whatever it is, like, you don't have to live how you're living forever. And I think that was the wake up call for me. I didn't even know it was an option. And then really it's just about surround yourself with people that champion that and not people who think like less of you because you're like, Hey, I'm skipping tonight's dinner because my goal is this. And I, I refuse to waver from it. Yeah. And the people around you who really are your true friends are either going to understand and not like give you a hard time about it. I mean, they probably will. If they're like really good friends, they'll probably, they'll probably give you a real <laughs> hard time about it. No, but, <laughs> but they'll support you. They'll want to know what it is you're doing. And sometimes they'll even join you in it. Yeah. They'll, they'll want to be part of it. And if I could tell you one thing, like before we end this is keep some change in your car, like, <laughs> keep, keep change in there. That's just weird that you don't, that is weird. I'm I not want everybody to know that that's weird. No. I mean, I guess it's weird. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to have change in the car. It's also dirty and gross and like, whatever. I'm going to put change in your car because that's just weird. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. It's not my money. Go ahead and put some change in there. <laughs> It'll be street Leave like a hundred too. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I hope this was helpful guys. Um, we're going to do a couple more episodes around financial stuff. We're going to bring on another guest and just kind of get some more perspective on how to like better yourself and how to handle your money in all different walks of life. So thanks guys for tuning in. Thanks Jeremy for jumping on again. And until next time, hey guys, if you hear this episode and you have a specific question, email admin at taylorrealty.com and it's t-a-i-l-o-r realty.com and we'll next time we do an episode i will answer those christina will answer those and we'll talk about it yes good plug at the end even though my outtake plugs that but okay just kidding yeah but they don't know to put questions in there do they i have i guess i haven't listened to it yeah jeremy doesn't actually listen to my (laughs) podcast you guys so full disclosure there i don't think he's ever heard one so he's a great best friend yeah waiting for a 140 pair of shoes so okay but anyway yes hit us up at our email also as normal on my outtake uh my podcast you can always dm my instagram and so forth but we'll be back and slide into those dms okay bye